You are listening to the Taking the Leap podcast with me, your host, Rachel G. Scott. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring you to take bold leaps of faith as we hear the powerful stories of both men and women from different industries and walks of life who obey God and took risks in exchange for heaven's rewards. As you listen, my hope is that their stories will give you the confidence you need to trust God as he leads you to your next leap. Now, let's learn a little about our next guest. Today, Rachel is speaking with Misha Watson. She is a rising star at Yes TV, where she brings her unique talents to Saturday mornings with a brand new variety program for kids called Hey Misha. Her mission is to ensure that every child learns that they too can have a personal relationship with God. Misha shares with us how pitching on a secular network led to her new show, Hey Misha, how moving to a completely new country at the age of 14 set her up for some major leaps she'd have to take later on in life, and how not having a cell phone at a younger age helped to build an intimate relationship with God. She also shares the content creation process and how getting started by using what was in her hands at the moment led to her signing with a major TV network. If you are hesitant to move forward with the leap God is showing you, then this episode is for you. Now let's jump in. Misha, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so happy to be here. Nice to finally meet you, Rachel. Yes. And I told you before the show that my son thought I didn't know the difference between an M and an N. And I'm like, (laughs) I know it, but go ahead. Help me out, sir, in the second grade. (laughs) I love that. I love that. At least it's Misha. Yes. Yes. And I love that. I got a real fan, a real friend. Yes. Kids. I, I love, love that. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I know you because you are a household name for me. Okay. But <sighs> my kid, my, my kids, I was going to say, but everyone else may not know who mm-hmm. you are. So please introduce yourself to my listeners. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hi everyone. My name is Misha Watson. I'm the host and executive producer of Hey Misha, which is your kid's new favorite biblical teaching variety show for kids. It is funny. It's all about the Bible, the gospel, and I made it in a way that that parents would be laughing along with the kids. And we do. I cannot 100% agree with that. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. So I love to just hear the story and the journey of someone as they are progressing through what they're being called to do. So can you tell us a little bit just about your start? Where did this all begin? Mm -hmm. So I was born in a very uh, gospel-centered home. Uh, My mom is a PK, she's a pastor's kid. So we learned our Bible from very young. Our prayer life was very strong, but I hit a time in my teenagehood where I was like, I can do this better by myself. And I tried and I failed and I found my way back to God. And so it was a big, it was a good long time in my early twenties when I just wasn't sure um, how I was going to make my dreams come true. But not only that, my actual worth was dissipating. I didn't know it was like I, my, my um, confidence in who I was, was dissipating. And all I could depend on was my career. And God found a way within my career to find my way back to him. So I started working more in um, secular environments. I had, uh, I was on a TV show, um, the largest rated kids TV show in Canada is called YTV. It's like the Nickelodeon of Canada. And I was on that show for three and a half years. And while I was there, I was invited to pitch a show to a Christian network. And that's how I ended up getting my show. Wow. Are you serious? That is amazing. Like who would think that as you're doing a, a secular show, a Christian network would say, Hey, you know, What about you? So how did you even start your career as an actress? Like what, where did that begin to blossom? It's one of those things where people often ask me, 
did you always know you're going to be an actress? And I 100% knew. I think anyone who would meet me throughout my life was like, oh, you work in TV, right? Uh-huh, yeah. So it was kind of, um, I was always the one in Easter plays or Christmas plays all throughout my life. Um, and I knew I wanted to act. And when I moved from England to Canada, I had to start from scratch. I didn't know the schools to go to or where I could learn anything or get agents and things like that. And so I just hustled for a long time in the beginning. And I got an agent. When I got my agent, my agent introduced me to certain things and I was able to get kind of my first big break. Um, I did go to acting school um, and that sort of thing as well. But my, I think I learned primarily on the job at that job, at the, uh, the children's television show. While I was there though, I wanted to produce, I wanted to write, I wanted to direct. And so I humbled myself. And that is also when my faith was really like kicking back in in my life. And I started taking jobs at anywhere anyone would take me. If it was a music video, if it was like a gardening self-tutorial video, if it was a uh, infomercial for, what was it? Uh, uh, exercise equipment. I was like, I'm there, like, what do you need? So I learned how to direct, learned how to produce. Um, and while I was there, when I got the opportunity to pitch my show to where I'm at now, which is Crossroads Christian Communications, I pitched three shows. I was like, you said you want one? I'm gonna pitch three. I did that, they picked one, and that's how I ended up where I am today. Oh, you know, there's several things you said a lot. And so I wanna mm. backtrack to a couple pivotal moments. Sure. At 14, you moved, your family moved. And I wanna talk a little bit just about the transition and, and mm. how that kind of set you up, it sounds like for the next thing, um, mm. because moving at 14 can be hard. And mm. a lot of my listeners, a part of their leap is a new geographical location and they're taking children with them. For yeah. you, what was that transition like and how did you begin to adapt at about what age? So my parents were very um, confident that God was calling them from England to somewhere new. And we'd actually, as kids, never been to Canada before. So I look back at my parents now as an adult thinking like, how did you have the bravery to pick up a teenager? I was 14, my older brother was 19. I'm a younger brother who was nine. Like we weren't babies, you know, we had full understanding of what was happening. We knew we would miss certain things about England. Our parents had to navigate that. And I just had so much respect for them now for being able to do that. Um, but when we got here, there was a huge culture shock because we were in London, England. We were in the urban center um dealing with different kinds of things but we moved into Markham Ontario which is like Pleasantville at the time like it's like you know beautiful homes and like beautiful like there's grass everywhere we in London there's no grass there's no trees there's no nothing right so we were like what is this everyone's so friendly everyone says hi good morning everywhere you go I was like this is amazing and so you know for the first like year we started in summertime and we had um I didn't have any friends you know I, I was a teenager with no friends in a new country where everyone thought I sounded weird when I said certain words or whatever but my parents kind of I think that was actually when um my parents taught me the shepherd psalm so I do kids content a lot of times people think it's a simplified version of Christianity but it's not because simple Christianity does not need to be complicated understanding who God is does not need to be complicated learning the Bible does not need to be complicated God it is written in a way that you can understand it at every stage of your life and also be continually revealed new things within the simple verses and so when I I, I knew the shepherd psalm as a kid but when I was 14 it was like now it's most important. When I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Like I had to recite those in times where I was in new places in Toronto that, you know, I didn't know the streets. I didn't know how to find my way home. I didn't know, you know, we got lost on the bus constantly, like little things like that. And I think holding that very simple passage 
in my heart and knowing um, I could just continually say it out loud was so helpful for me in that time in my life. I, I couldn't call my mama every second. I also didn't have a cell phone. Kids now have cell phones like right. eight years old. I did not have a cell phone at 14. So I only had God to turn to in those times. And so it built my faith like nobody's business at that time, being able to turn to that passage. It sounds so simple, but it did everything for me. Also, we moved from like a very multicultural place in um, in London to a very uh, white community where we were in Markham. I was like the only black kid in my grade, that kind of thing. So I was having to maneuver through a lot of it, but primarily it was standing on Shepherd's Arm and just knowing that um, my family was there to support me through it um, was most, most helpful. Oh, I love that. And, you know, that's even helpful for me because eventually, you know, I know that I'm doing a, a geographical um, relocation and I'm okay. not sure how soon that's going to happen, but there's other listeners who they're in a similar situation where they're like, okay, are my children going to be okay with what I am doing? And how do I navigate that with my children? So I've been kind of trying to pull out, how can we help like listeners to navigate this challenge with their, their children with, you know, when they're, when they're being called to do that. So I love what you said, hold on to the shepherd, the shepherd's prayer and and the shepherd's Psalm. And, you know, even what you said about thing that Christianity is not complicated. I wrote this devotional for you version saying, and it was called uncomplicating prayer because mm. I, mean, I feel the same way. We make things so complicated and it does not have to be that complicated. Yeah. And I love how in your show, you just simplify it. Like, mm. you know, this is a real faith walk. This is a real thing that you yeah. can do. So mm. now I want to fast forward to you pitching three shows. Okay. <laughs> let me tell you, I just went through the process of pitching for a book deal and praise God, I got it. But hey, congratulations. Let's make that very quick. Congratulations. Yes. Book deal. Let's go. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> but you know, let me tell you, it was a process. I had to do mm. two different proposals. And sometimes people don't, people think simple and fast, right? People think, okay, I'm going to go with one, one thing, but you went with mm. three. What made you do that? What made you decide I'm going to take three and I'm going to pitch three different shows? Well, you know what? It was a really long time that I wanted to create my own show. I didn't think it was that possible. So when God opened that door and I wouldn't say I pushed through that door either. It was like, God just presented me with the opportunity to pitch. I didn't go there saying like, Hey, can I pitch a show to you? And they were like, would you want to make a show with us? If you do pitch a show, I was like, what? Let me do everything I possibly can. Let me spend all the time I possibly have got. Let me pray at every single turn for every single word, for every single concept. And three shows came to it. I remember I had two solid ones. One was like a Christian comedy show. Um, That was more like sketch comedy, but it was for uh, teenagers. And then Hey Misha was more of like a YouTube style, like short type thing, um, like segments. And then uh, the other one was a game show like a Bible game show. And what the way that way God works, I have all these big three concepts. And I said, this is what I want to do. And when I was in the meeting, it was very quiet. <laughs> and I'm like, got all this energy and I'm pitching it. And I say, Yo, when you're pitching something like, and you think the room is quiet, it's just because they're paying attention. And right. that is okay. Okay. <laughs> so be yourself. And I did it. And um, they asked me, you know, about money and that sort of thing. And I, I said the honest price of how much it would cost. I think a lot of times we downplay like, oh no, I can do it for this much. I can do it this small, but like God is bringing on a big dream for me. So I was like, I'm going to do it all the way. And I pitched the three shows. What's crazy is that they picked Hey Misha, which originally was supposed to be YouTube style short segments. 
And God was like, oh, cute. I love that Misha thinks this is all I'm gonna bless her with. Within a month, they were like, we greenlit you for a broadcast show. We need six episodes, broadcast lens of 28 minute 50. Is that cool? And I was like, okay, like never done it before. But I was like, let's do it. You know, like God has brought me this far. I'm going to keep on going. But I was so stressed out and nervous that like, oh my gosh, when God says he calls unqualified, he's not playing. What am I doing? Um, But yeah, unbelievable experience. And I will never forget March, 2019. That was like getting greenlit for that show was just like life change, life change, huge leap, huge leap. Yes. And you know, what I love so much is that God will completely pull us out of our comfort zone. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like everything I'm doing now is out of my comfort zone. And I'm like, I can do the things in my comfort zone all day, but now these things require his, his assistance. They require me, not even his assistance, his leading, like I'm the assistant to his leading. I cannot do it. And it sounds like with what God called you to do, First of all, it came to you, right? And I always Mm. say that, like, sometimes we chase after this stuff and we don't have to chase after what God has already established for us. We just have to be ready. We Mm. have to be ready. We spent more time being ready. And then you ready is going to the places. Like you said, you were getting yourself ready every time you went to do the commercials that seemed like they had nothing to do with it. You went and did Mm. all of those things. That was you being ready for that moment as ready as you were going to be because yes he does I, I feel like he doesn't want us completely like 100% ready because then we wouldn't need his help <laughs> exactly so I was just gonna say he yeah. wants you to depend on him if you think exactly. you've got to figure it out you won't turn you're like no god I got this one no you need him at every single step yes yes thank you so much for listening I want to pause for a quick moment to tell you about two extremely valuable resources I've developed specifically with you in mind If you are feeling called to take a leap of faith, be it to move to a new geographical relocation, to start a business, to stay on your job, but to write your book or to start a ministry or to transition, but you are unsure, even afraid to move forward, then you'll want to grab these resources. The first one is a five leaps quick guide. And within it, you will find help as you identify which leap God is calling you to make and tools for you as you prepare, plan and execute that leap. The next one is the five leaps, five week mentoring. If you are serious about this leap, but you know you cannot do it alone, you are not alone. I want to walk with you. So for five weeks, we'll work together as you prepare for the plan that God is calling you to execute. You can find both of these resources by visiting the five leaps.com. Thank you so much. Now let's get back started with this episode. So tell us about when the show first aired and mm-hmm. how you kind of started that process. And when when exactly did it air? Because I think we've known about it for about three or four months. Maybe. Yeah, that's crazy. So um, it's crazy because it came out in August of 2019. Okay. And we aired it. And then like it was such a slow process. And then the next year was pandemic. So we couldn't make another season. We couldn't really promote it. And then we paneled in these huge events, traveling churches, doing tours. And God was like, YouTube. You need to put it on because we were primarily broadcast show, which was in Canada and only a couple of provinces. But God was like, it's going to be bigger. And we went to YouTube. And then when we got our first 25,000 views on one video, I was like, oh, oh, God, this is a this is an online show. This is like a YouTube thing. OK, like it just kind of flipped the game up. Um, but when we when we aired in 2019, um, <laughs> it's so funny. But the day and we were still making the other episodes because what I didn't know was once I finished the first episode 
closed captioning like credits on a show, oh sorry, the closed captioning at the bottom of the screen takes quite a while to do. I didn't know that at the time. Describe the video so people who um, can not see and they just want the listening of the physical, what's happening on state on screen. I didn't even know that existed. So I had to do that as well. So it kind of slowed down my timeline, which meant that when the show was airing, I'm pretty sure we finished the show like four hours before it was due to air on TV. Really? So I'm still in the edit booth when it's about to air. And I'm thinking, how is this going like, to, is this even possible, God? Like, I'm crying. I remember speaking in simple prayers. I could only pray Jesus at a certain point because there's so many things and no time to even consolidate all the things I needed to ask God about that I could just say his name. And I remember just going to the bathroom at the uh, studio and just bawling and just saying, Jesus, Jesus, just surrendering everything and saying, how are we going to get this show on TV? And, and we did, and it aired. And I got so many messages after saying like, oh, we love the show. It's great. And I was but I was so tired. I was still exhausted. I was, I couldn't even fully enjoy it. You know, I was like still so stressed out. Um, but I didn't even, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't get to fully enjoy the premiere of the show or even the show itself until months later when I finally got to like, actually came up to my parents' house and um, they were the reminder that you're living in answered prayer. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you cry, you go, oh my gosh, God, you're so good. And then I finally got, went, oh my gosh, I'm living in answered prayer. How good is that? Yeah. And then there was a light bulb of like, okay. Look at all the great. things. Like, yeah, look at all the things. And let me like, let me ask this question. Did you dream of having your own show or did you just dream of like being connected to a show? There's no way. I mean, I'm a big dreamer, but I never thought I'd have a show with my name on it. Like, okay, Rachel, just to understand in Canada, we have Toronto. It's one of the most important cities or biggest cities. I love Toronto. And we have Young and Dundas Square. That's our Times Square. When my show aired on TV, my name was in lights wow. in Young and Dundas Square at our Times Square, Young and Dundas Square. We had billboard. My face is out there. My name is out there. And I'm thinking to myself, God, I didn't even, I didn't even think I could pray for that. I thought, oh, that's such a vain prayer to think my face and my name. But God was like, it will be your face. It will be your name, but it will be for my glory. What? Like who prays for that? Like, I didn't, I, I mean, who gets that? And so, yeah, no, I just, I never thought I could have it. And to have it and now to look back and think I'm still doing more things that like God still has blessings for me. Like, oh, come on. Right. Amazing stuff. This Amazing stuff. Such a good God. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, I think there comes this moment and you may have experienced this where you almost have to surrender, like mm-hmm. surrender. This is an exchange of my dream for God's dreams. And mm-hmm. it's not always an easy surrender. Like there's moments where you're like, okay, is this really going to happen? Okay. Let me just surrender and say, God, whatever your will is. And he's like, okay, thank you. And Mm -hmm. it is so much bigger, so much grander, so much better because he wants to be glorified in a big way, not in a teensy tiny little way that we think, you know, (laughs) he's like, I want to be glorified. And what I love about what you're doing is the impact you're having on the next generation in such a pivotal key moment. It's like the impact that you're having biblically and how you're pouring into children so much right now is amazing. Like for my kids to, in the morning, 
they watch the show when they come right. home from school because we kind of have some rules around the house like you, you can't just watch anything so you gotta watch okay something. i so like when that they, when they when they come home they'll turn it on and that's what they're watching and you know it's just i love it i love what you're doing so let me ask you this question how do you fill yourself up in between that time like how do you uh just continue to be able to pour out to them because i know that you you're a co-producer or are you you're the producer of the show executive producer yeah yeah yeah, so you're creating that content yeah um so how do you create that content well, one thing I um, have always done with any content is it has to be true to me at that time. So um, a lot of times people say, where does your inspiration come from? It comes from right now. So when I learn something new in the Bible, I have a new revelation, I find a way of putting that into my art because it speaks back to me. It kind of um, solidifies what I've recently learned. So what your kids are getting was at that time, it was most important to me. So for instance, with the Shepherd Psalm, you'll see that come up a lot in the show because it's something I will never not need it's something that i will say to people who aren't christian even who i come across let's 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 just let me read this for you or let me speak this to you because it's actually having a true impact in that moment so it's not like i just get it out of nowhere god reveals something to me and then i write it or then i come up with a story or a character in real time to make it and what fills me up is often um especially like sometimes you just aren't in the mood to create content and sometimes when you're making kids content, the thing you're going through doesn't actually quite translate as, as I'm a, a single woman and an adult. Right. <laughs> it doesn't quite translate to the kids TV. So um, I have a really, really good community of people who know the faithfulness of God, who can speak to me and say, okay, well, this is what I feel God is t- t- talking to you about right now. And then I kind of find a way to simplify it so that I can teach the kids. So it's still them learning what I'm learning or what I'm experiencing, but just in a way that will be memorable and engaging for them. Mm, that's so good I love that mm. so tell me uh, for someone who wants to go into film or they feel like that's what God is calling them into like a show or you know what is it what are some key things that you would tell them if they're feeling called to take that kind of leap I love that um first thing I always say is just start doing it um sometimes we're paralyzed to do what is in our heart because we're like what will people think or um you know five years down the line or is it a smart job when it comes to film and TV and creating content, I just say, get started. Um, I don't have the right microphone, just get started. Um, and kind of like as an addendum to that as well is not to spend all your money right away. <laughs> um, because um, I mentor a couple of women who are amazing and they're doing a web series. And the first thing they did was get funding. And I was like, dude, no, no, no. Like do it with what you have in your hand right now. I remember a lady told me once, dream small. And I was like, dream small. She's like, if it's in your hands right now, use it. You have a laptop, cool. Do you have a cell phone? Cool. Just get it done. Start doing it. And God will reveal to you along the way which direction to take. I thought I was supposed to be a dramatic actress. Like I was like, I am Viola Desmond I, Davis. I am going to make it to, you know, whatever. No, 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 no. God is like, you're a host. Who you are, your personality is your gift. So uh, I had to figure out a way of doing it. So what I would do, girl, okay. Back in the day, I would go to fashion week with a camera it was like an old school like camcorder and I would be like oh I'm I'm a I'm a fashion correspondent and I would just go to these events and and go into the media area and be like can I just do like yeah sure whatever and I would just talk my way into these places and start recording and maybe I'd get like 30 seconds of something and then I would add it to my reel and be like I was at fashion week and then I would go to uh you know a restaurant 
and I would pretend like I was doing a food blog. And I made my very first reel by shooting 30 second things on a really bad camera by myself. Like I would literally set up a camera in a random area and, you know, and get it done. And that reel got me my agent. So it was a bit weird. And I'm sure people look back going like, wait, what show was that you were doing? I'm like, it wasn't a show. I just pretended I had a fake mic. The mic wasn't even plugged in. I just did it because I really wanted to do it. And it worked. And I just feel like God was there just kind of dropping little places and opportunities for me to find my way to make that first reel. Um, but no money. I had no money to spend. So I just did it on nothing. Yes. <laughs> And now I think about it and we have like YouTube, right? And you can put your content out on YouTube. So just even with that, take what you have, begin recording. And I always say, start with what's in your hand. So you say the very thing I always say, like what is in your hand? That is the place to start. That's what you do things with. And just put it out there. Like YouTube is a great, great space for it. But Mm -hmm. you were just using whatever resources you have because you're like, this is what God has called me to do. Yeah, that's literally it. I love that. So we are going to wrap up our time together. Um, I am super excited because I know this is going to bless so many people. And I just have a couple more questions that I want to ask you. The first Mm -hmm. one is where can they find you? Where can people find you right now? Ooh, I'm so glad you asked. So Hey Misha season two is finally, finally coming out uh, in this fall. Like literally in the next couple of months, um, we will have it all over YouTube, all over a bunch of different streaming platforms. You can find that on heymisha.com. But if you want to get to know me and all the things I'm up to, which is a lot, a lot, we'll talk about that. um, Go to my Instagram because that is truly where it all is. So just I am Misha. Um, and you can find out everything about what I'm up to. Yes. Yes. And so now we get to learn some things you're up to because I want to know what is your next leap. So, uh, I've been working in kids content for a while and I will always work in kids content. But one thing God has put in my heart to continue to do is to, as I'm being, as God reveals something to me is to reveal it with others and to share my testimony throughout my life. Um, and so as a single woman, um, I've been talking about my walk and God's faithfulness in, in this time in my life while I am single. And so that's what I'll be doing. I'm starting a podcast, hey, um, talking about specifically about single singleness and being a single woman. Um, but also I will be doing kind of speaking engagements and things like that. And it's purely to encourage because it can be really I mean, especially working in the kids space, I'm dealing with a lot of parents. And so we're on a different kind of, sometimes we find ourselves um, as the outlier in the conversation. Like I don't have my own kids, but I love kids. I spend a lot of time with kids um, and that's okay. There's very different kinds of single women out there, but I just want to bring as much hope as possible and encouragement as possible to single women. So I'll be doing a lot of projects regarding that, but I will always, always Hey, Misha will be my priority. Yes. Do not forget. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And that's going to be such a blessing to so many people. And right. even seeing how you are pursuing what God is calling you to do in your singleness, like mm-hmm. it's going to be a huge, huge blessing. So I'm so thankful that you joined me on the podcast and you shared. Um, I cannot wait for a season two to come out and hey. to watch it and enjoy it as my kids and I enjoy. Hey, Misha. Okay. Hey. <laughs> So I just want to thank you so much again for um, joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoy what you heard and you're even more encouraged to trust God with your next week. Before you go, I want to invite you to visit the 5 to learn more about upcoming guests, 
get helpful resources to help you prepare to take your next leap and join the Taking the Leap membership community. And don't forget to text podcast to 216-279-7174 for weekly reminders and more personalized leap support. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, God can do more with our willingness than he could ever do with our worthiness.